Happy, happy Friday, everyone. What a beautiful Friday this is. So in this episode of Love and Meets, we speak to Atsuko. She's one of the funniest, trendiest, and in-the-now comedians out there. She'll also be performing uh, for Dubai Comedy Fest on the 15th of May at Dubai Opera. Honestly, this is one performance I won't want to miss. I'm not one to go to tons of concerts and live performances, but with her, it's guaranteed laughter. She has had an amazing last year as well with her HBO Max special. She's open for Chelsea Handler. So she's just doing a ton and she's getting a ton of recognition and notoriety and deservedly so. So stay tuned and I hope you enjoy and I hope you get a ton of giggles out of this episode. Welcome back to the Loving Dubai show. We are in the presence of greatness. She's a TikTok sensation, a style icon, and arguably one of the funniest comedians out there performing at Dubai Opera May 15th. Welcome to the show, Atsuko. Thank you for having me, Shahir. That was such a beautiful and kind intro. I'm so shy hearing it. You know what? You deserve it. All that <laughs> and more. So you're coming to Dubai Friday. Will this be your first time? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be my first time. And yeah, I only have four days. So I'm like, how am I going to do everything that I want? Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> yeah. What are you most looking forward to? Well, so I have the show locked down. I literally don't have other things locked down. So I, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to meeting the people. I always love the people wherever I go. That's why I got into comedy. So yeah, I'm excited to connect with them you know sure of course seeing Dubai you know which is like Las Vegas that's exciting but I want to hear people's stories I want to hear I want to meet your mom I want to meet your grandma <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah yes, speaking of stories so not too long ago you posted us um, a few stories of you walking your husband through the town that you grew up in you showed him your house you showed him the playground that you used to go to and then you posted the story of you in one of those spring swings and you captioned it um, making up for childhood trauma or something along those lines, which I think <laughs> is funny. So I wanted to ask, was um, comedy always a form of coping mechanism or was that always a part of who you are? Yes, for sure. Yeah, I think, you know, comedy always comes from things that maybe are hard to talk about and then you find a way to make it light and relatable to people so other people also feel seen and laugh through the process um and so for me it was definitely that too if my family had just gotten in a fight and they're not talking to each other I would always try to like make a joke so that somebody at least maybe would break a smile or you know do one of these you know through <laughs> the pain Yes, that's right. Yeah. So I would, yeah, I would always do that. I would do that with, you know, my classmates too. And so naturally stand-up comedy was perfect for me. So were you a class clown growing up? Were you more introverted? What were you like? I was very shy. I was very, very shy and introverted, very insecure. I didn't know if my English was good enough for my classmates in the United States. And so I was an observer, which comedians also always have to be. I think the misconception is comedians are always talking, always talking, so, so funny, ah, you know, like a class clown. But one of, I think comedy is like 30% listening and observing. You have to, you have to observe and watch people um, or else, you know, you won't be able to come up with the comedic ideas and um, patterns of humans that you might joke about, you know? 
So being so introverted, how did you break out of that and just come out of your shell and express yourself in the way you do with your amazing fashion and your jokes and your relatability? Mm, uh, a healthy ego. <laughs> ego. <laughs> Everyone has one, you know, and it's good to have some so that you have uh, self-confidence, you know, to go and try to make friends, to go out and be yourself, you know. So I had enough of that where mm -hmm. I was like, I, I want attention. <laughs> I want to be heard. So that, that Don't helped go. me get out of being shy. Mm -hmm. What would you say is your spirit animal? My spirit animal. Gosh. Oh <laughs> gosh. I don't think anyone's ever asked me that. Do, uh, do eggs count? You know what? <laughs> eggs fully count. Fully. Okay. Okay, there's there's a character by Sanrio that is a lazy egg mm -hmm. and I love yeah, I have so many different different things that are the lazy egg like merch, um backpacks, necklaces, tote, tote bags. That's right, my necklaces, I have an egg necklace, egg earrings. So probably the egg or yeah, I guess that's a chicken, right? So right. A chick chicken is my spirit animal. <laughs> love it so um you've done a lot so far in your career your hbo special you've opened for chelsea handler all of these publications are recognizing you as the funniest person in the now um how does that make you feel and what are you most proud of oh gosh um i'm proud that i got to be me and that people met me where i am because sometimes you grow up thinking I'm such a weirdo you know and so I'll stay quiet because I don't want too much attention you know maybe people will make fun of me or think my haircut is weird or the way I talk is weird and um, so I that's what I am most proud of is that you know being me not just paid off but there were other people who needed to see it and feel like oh I'm a fellow weirdo too which, by the way, you also are, Shahir, you know? And that's oh, good. No. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the people. <laughs> you what? I try keeping it in by keep breaking. Hacking, <laughs> and you've noticed it. <laughs> yeah, those are the people that, that I love. Those are my fans, you know? 100%. Like, I think that's what everyone loves most about you. Uh, what does Chelsea Handler smell like? Chelsea Handler smells like, <laughs> hmm, fresh, just like fresh, like freshly showered. Okay, so she uses like Aesop all the time. I think so. It's not like heavy perfume. It's just like, oh, I just, you know, was born clean, just like <laughs> yeah. freshly, just like water or something. Yeah. Fresh summer breeze. That's right. <laughs> so uh, talk me through the moment that you decided you know what comedy that's what I'm gonna do full-time this is who I am and this is what I want the rest of my life to be yeah I mean you know you have many moments like that to be honest it's such a bold statement to make I'm gonna do comedy forever it's like the people might be like ah well you're not funny so what do you mean mm -hmm. what do you mean you this is what you're gonna do for the rest of your life it's a it's a dance you do with the audience, right? It's a two way streak. So, um, and you have to have enough confidence to say something like that. So, you know, I want to say I didn't know until even like five years ago 
Okay. And I've I've been doing it 13 years. You have to have enough paid gigs and enough, you know, validation from the audience and enough love for it. And you realize, ah, oh, okay, I can do this for a job. Yeah. Amazing. My cat is vomiting in the background as a sign. Oh no. <laughs> I know. Oh, she hated that answer. Your cat hated that answer. She was like, boring. <laughs> You're like, what is that noise? She she's going through a moment. Um, so with so many people giving you mixed reviews or unsolicited advice that you're not necessarily asking for, and you're trying to make a career out of just being you and what you love and just playing it by ear, how do you stay true to yourself and consistent and just stick to what you believe in? Yeah, it's very hard. <laughs> it's very hard. Um, you, I think you just focus on the people who do love you, you know? because those are the stories and people that matter, right? Mm -hmm. It's the people who write me and say, you got me through the pandemic, you know, your jokes, your videos. Um, it's the people who write me and say, you know, oh, when you talk about your mom's mental health, you know, I'm going through that. And thank you so much for making me laugh through that. Those are the people that you have to remember when um, there might be other negative voices or critics around. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, so uh, one more thing that I wanted to ask before we get into you being in Dubai and your performance here. So with everything that's happened, one thing that people really felt connected to was the drop challenge. Did mm -hmm. you expect it to go up to the level that it did? I did not with the drop challenge. It was just me, my me and my grandma having fun on a Sunday. And you know, of course, it's a simple move and, yeah. you know, and the beat is hot when it drops, you know, um, and and because we're having fun, I think people again, it's that thing of like, if you're being you, if you're being yourself and yourself is positive and fun and what other people might be drawn towards, they're going to want to do that, too. You know, they're going to want to feel that, too. And one way to feel it is by doing the challenge. <laughs> and so. That I think that's why I went international and it was cool. It was cool. It's not like I was getting paid for it. Mm -hmm. I said, no, this is the people's challenge now. The people yeah. can do it in their kitchen, at the hospital, in the park, while they're fishing. I've seen people yeah. do it while they're fishing on a boat, you know? Yeah. And so I, I thought that was cool. You get to show your own personality while doing it. Do you think that's what people resonate most with you is just your relatability and your authenticity? I think so. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and I keep this haircut that some people would say, why? <laughs> why that bowl cut? Oh my gosh. What are you, six years old? <laughs> and it's this thing where it makes me feel like the most me. And so, you know, um, yeah, I think the joy and the authenticity maybe is what people connect with. Do you think that you're going to pull a Lisa Renna and just keep the same hairstyle for 20 years? Oh, gosh. You know, you know how musicians every few years, like, will have a, will step up with a different look, maybe mm -hmm. a little rebrand. Mm -hmm. I've thought about doing that maybe in like three years, you know, maybe it's like a perm. Maybe I perm it. And uh, oh. so it's, it's like still, I still have bangs and it's still similar, but I it's curly. Okay. Like my mom and grandma also have a perm. So I figured I should finish the, all three of us should have one. 
100%. And then after that, maybe a mohawk, just shooting ideas. Sure, sure. Yeah, people always love when when you're... That's, <laughs> what if I do mohawk when I'm older? Even better. Even and better. And it's like, it's really hard to upkeep. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah why not? <laughs> Give Go the out strong. <laughs> I just want to look like a bird. Yeah. No, I'm trying to go for the same look. Am I cheap? <laughs> I'm not sure, but you can tell me after the interview your <laughs> thoughts and opinions. Um, so you are gonna be here very soon, May 15th. What can we expect? Oh gosh, you can expect me fighting through my jet lag, but trying to have a good time at the same time. I'm working on my Dubai set after I get off the phone with you. So you know, I'm going to try to just, you can expect me having fun and you having fun too in turn. Yeah. Perfect answer. Um, And just to finish off, what is the one thing that you want um, people to leave your show, like thinking of or acknowledging or just appreciating about themselves or mainly you actually? <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, it's okay to uh, not, you know, if you feel like a weirdo or if you feel like, oh gosh, uh, this isn't what's popular, you know, the way I dress or what I really like or who I really am isn't in popular culture or maybe it's not even allowed in the, in the culture, you know, you know, the way I was born, things like this, you know, um, just know that that's your superpower and that's what makes you unique and special. And so, yeah, that's what I want people to take away from the show. Words of wisdom by the wisest person you've ever come across. <laughs> oh, well, there's, you know, many. Yeah, that's a bold statement. A factual statement. Bold, <laughs> factual. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been such a pleasure speaking to you. And to everyone watching at home, thank you so much. We'll be back with you same time, same place tomorrow. This show is brought to you by the Augustus Media Podcast Network. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed it.